You're listening to the Third Down Squad Podcast, the best international news podcast for the National Football League. We're your hosts, Derek, Josh, and Toby. Let's get you ready for a new set of downs on Sunday. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Third Down Squad Podcast. We have officially made it, guys. I don't know if you know this, but starting this Thursday, August 1st, it's the first football game of the year. It's going to be the Broncos and the Falcons in the Hall of Fame game. We will now have football every week up until the Super Bowl in February. How excited are you guys right now? Oh, absolutely. Highly excited. Yeah, I'm completely <laughs> excited about it. I, it, It's been way too long since we last had football. And we yes. had the AFL this year, so it's, it's yeah. <laughs> not been as long as the last couple of years. Right. Yeah, I mean, I've, I personally have not been more excited for a season in a long time. This is going to be fun. Yep. Uh, I right. personally, yeah, go ahead. I got one word for us. One word for us we can all get behind. Content. Content, <laughs> yes. Yes, we we're looking to get our organized content again, which we'll definitely continue to do. All right, yeah. so first topic that we're going to be talking about is a big one out of uh, – out of the Colts today, and that is with Andrew Luck being held out. So apparently, uh, Andrew Luck has been dealing with a calf strain ever since May, and obviously it's been lingering, lingering around. Uh, the Colts coaching staff has definitely been trying to be cautious about it, and now it's being reported he won't play in the first preseason game against Buffalo, may not play for a couple of games in the preseason. We don't quite know how it is. We just know that it's bad enough that the uh, that the Colts are definitely going to try to keep him on a down low pace. Uh, Toby, we're going to start with you on this one. Is is this a big deal that the Colts are being this conservative and keeping Andrew Luck out? Oh, I don't really think so. We've seen a couple of teams over the last uh, years or so that have kept their number one quarterback out of playing in the preseason maybe one quarter in the third week of preseason. That's all a couple of starters in the league get. If I'm thinking about a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or Drew Brees, that's basically all they do every year without injuries there. So I'm not concerned about Andrew Luck. And uh, to be honest, I like to see Jagoe Brissett get a couple of snaps in a game with the first team to kind of keep him uh, in pace with the first uh, first team offense in case anything ever happens to uh, Andrew Luck. Of course, we hope it doesn't happen any uh, thing too serious to him uh, uh, during the course of the season. But I mean, it's always good to uh, have experience with the starters as a backup quarterback. So it, I think it's more of an advantage for the Colts. Right, Josh. What do you think? Well, if the tale of Kevin Durant is anything, I'm glad they're holding him out because this could go from a freaking calf injury to an Achilles tear, and I don't want that for Andrew Luck because he's been on enough scrutiny from injuries as it is and in a lot of pain. So I'm with Toby on this one. Seeing Jacoby Percet kind of get, you know, a little bit more screen or like play time, you know, keep him, you know, going because more than likely he probably won't be taking a snap till like the very last few weeks of the NFL season. So it's better to keep him going, you know, get them to uh, gel with the rookies and like the starters in case something were to happen. So right. all right with him holding out. I better be safe than sorry. Yeah. I don't know why people are starting to like over exaggerate on this. I mean, 
to be it's still 37 days until the uh until the regular season and if anybody has been following along with it calf strains a grade three calf strain which i believe is what this is normally takes about three months to heal and i think like uh like josh like josh said kevin durant the, the whole thing with kevin durant you know don't bring back your guy too quick. You know, you want to let him recover. It's not an ACL thing. People keep associating that what Kevin Durant had is the same thing that Luck has. No, it, it, Kev, Andrew Luck's ACL is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just that, you know, when you have a calf strain, it's difficult to do a lot of maneuverability on your on your legs for a long time. And it's not to say that Andrew Luck's not been throwing the football. He's been throwing the football, just not in drills and doing all this other stuff. And there's been a couple days where he's practiced in training camp. I mean, it's not like he's sat out the entire time and he hasn't been throwing with these receivers. He hasn't been throwing the football at all. It's not a big deal. I really don't think it is. I mean, I would much rather the Colts take their time with making sure Andrew Luck is 100% for when – Obviously, he's ready to go. And Andrew Luck even said during this that he tried to, like, make an adjustment during training camp that, you know, didn't really fit with the calf strain. And it's just, you know, that's just sort of the thing that he tried to do a little too much again. And that's the thing. The Colts have to do much better of keeping him uh under control, making sure they follow what they need to do in order to be able to make sure that calf strain's fine because we definitely need him uh, for week one. But I agree with you guys that, you know, getting Jacoby Brissett all these uh, all these looks definitely is a good thing for a backup just in case something happens. Uh, I think this might be the most involved Jacoby Brissett has been in the game planning for the Colts in a long time. So it definitely is nice. All right, so now we move on to our second one, and that is Ezekiel Elliott's holding out. So uh, last week we uh, mentioned how Zeke Elliott might potentially hold out. Well, it's starting to look as if we were correct that Zeke Elliott is uh, holding out. He certainly he has not reported to training camp, and he's been working out in Mexico, from what I've been told. And right now the. Uh, the jury is out and everyone's asking what is uh what should Zeke get paid? Should he get paid? Should they trade him? Should they let him go? What should happen? Uh so Josh will ask you the question, what should the Cowboys do here? I'd say try to convince him to uh wait one more year because if I'm not mistaken, he's got two years on this contract while Dak and a Cooper have one. But this looks really bad on him because he sees Dak and Amari getting paid but he wants to get paid which you know I don't have a problem with players wanting to get paid but do you have to do it right now I mean come on look at this situation here you, you need Dak and you need Amari Cooper I mean granted you are the best like running back possibly in the league right now like arguably so you should get paid but why can't you wait till next year? Why do you have to paint the Cowboys into a corner right now? You know, after all they did with you, I've, like granted with your allegation history, you know, it's been spotty here and there with like what happened and stuff, but they stuck by you. And now you're going to like ask for money when you don't really need it right now. You can wait till next year. 
I just think that the Cowboys should convince him to wait one more year to get paid and then talk about it next year when Dak and Cooper are all set. So that's what I think. Toby, what you got? Yeah, I mean, the best case for the Cowboys would be if they could convince Zeke to uh, keep playing this year and then uh, have to deal with him on a new contract next year. But I believe with Josh, you perfectly said it. He's seeing uh, Cooper and Dak getting paid <laughs> all that money. So, of course, he, he wants to get, uh, get paid right now as well. And I un- completely understand him. He basically is the face of the team and uh, he makes or breaks this offense. So, um, worst case for the uh, Cowboys is uh, letting him go anywhere else than their organization. But... I believe the best uh, case scenario right now for both sides is to just get a deal done right now and get Seek back on the field um, because they don't really have a backup to Seek right now. So if he's holding out to start the regular season, they have two new rookies on their roster with uh, Tony Pollard out of Memphis, which uh, who they drafted in the fourth round this year, and Mike Weber from Ohio State, who they drafted in round seven this year. So not really the top guys, and I think it's going to be tough for them if Zeke is not playing to start the regular season to be competitive in the games on offense because, like I said, Zeke is the guy that makes or breaks their offense right now because when you look at the games last year when Zeke misses a game, Dak Prescott is not uh, that great a quarterback anymore because he can't rely on the run game anymore. So that's, uh, I believe the Cowboys really have to get that deal done or at least uh, get something going with Seek before the start of the regular season. Well, and just today, the Dallas Cowboys even just signed Alfred Morris again, who everyone knows Alfred Morris has been the pretty much the backup running back for the Cowboys on and off over the last like five seasons, even before Ezekiel Elliott came on board. Um, I don't I don't understand what the Cowboys are doing. Look, I understand that in this in this uh NFL system that the running back is not the most important position. And you could make the argument it's the least valuable position in in the NFL when it comes to the uh the offensive side of the ball. You, you could potentially make that argument, but when you got a guy who's the number 1 guy at his position, he's the biggest workload of anybody on your team, he he gives you a dimension that allows you to run your offensive system. Because let's admit it here. I have said it before too. I think we all can agree Dak Prescott's not a top 10 quarterback. He's probably not even a top 15 quarterback by some metrics. You can debate that any way you want, but he's not the elite of elite quarterbacks out there. So, when you don't have an elite quarterback and you don't have a wide receiver core other than your one receiver, you have Amari Cooper, but that's pretty much all you have at the moment. I mean, you can't turn one dimensional. And that's been the problem is that the Cowboys are going to become so one dimensional. If they don't get Zeke back in there that they they'll just abandon the run game. Nobody will respect the Cowboys run game if Zeke is gone because Zeke is so much better than anyone else they could put back there. And then all of a sudden Amari Cooper starts to get flustered 
and Dak Prescott gets sacked more because they're bringing more pressure because they're not afraid of Ezekiel Elliott running the ball anymore. Look, I'm a big fan of if you're the best guy at your position, you deserve to get paid. And he has been the best guy. He has carried the workload. He has made the Dallas Cowboys the Dallas Cowboys over the last few years. He The system has run through him. And in regards to Jerry Jones's comments the other day on how you don't need a running back to win a Super Bowl, he, he does realize the last few times he's gone to the Super Bowl, his best player was Emmett Smith, was the running back. Some could argue is the best running back of all time. I mean, that is... That was the guy that brought you your championships. That was main the main guy for you. So you, you sound so hypocritical when he says this. And uh, Chase was talking to us earlier, Josh, about how much money they have and how, you know, they have $70 million in cap space and stuff. I think we all agreed that if, you, if you're going to give Dak a $20 million deal, let's say he doesn't give him 30, he gives him 20. 20 million a year, you go five years, $100 million dollars. That gives you enough for Amari Cooper. You can give him $15 million a year for a couple years. And then Zeke, you could give him, afford to give him the four-year $80 million deal that he wants. I assume that's what he wants. I mean, that would I think that would put him at, as the highest-paid running back in the NFL if he did that because Le'Veon Bell's contract was at $55 million and Todd's was at $60 million. So, I mean... I don't I don't see the problem with the cap space. I don't see a problem with the numbers if we're just talking realistically here if Jerry Jones sat these guys down and said, "Look, I got to I got to give room for each of you. I can't overspend on one guy and then lose both of you." I can't and they they could potentially lose Amari Cooper and all this if they do, if they indeed sign Dak to a 30 35 million dollar deal, they won't have the cap space to keep all three of them. They won't. And I mean, again, I'm, I'm in total fairness to Zeke here. I'm I'm hoping Zeke gets his paid because he's been the best running back in the NFL since he's gotten in it, and there's no denying it. So, Jerry Jones, just pay the man his money. Pay pay the man keep, a little bit. Keep in mind, if he sits out the season, and let's say Mike Weber is the next James Conner, Zeke it will not be needed anymore because some may also argue that the offensive line made Zeke. So, yeah, but his style of play clever. translates differently to how other running backs in the NFL play now. You know, Zeke can run behind any kind of offensive line because he doesn't play uh, east and west. He plays north and south. That is ultimately what drives the Dallas Cowboys is because that has made Dak so much better because he doesn't lose yardage. Zeke doesn't lose yardage. He gains yards. And that's the that's the biggest help. Unless so. he goes up against Darius Leonard. Yeah, exactly. You know, we saw how the Colts game ended. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys are going to be ranked ahead of the Colts in the power rankings, but you know, you forget 23 nothing. 23 nothing. It was it was exemplified, but whatever. We're going to we're going to skip past that for another day. Uh all right, we'll go on to our next one and that is the curse of Cincinnati, and it is another injury for A.J. Green. The curse of Cincinnati is, in fact, alive and well, and it has struck again. I, I Guys, we I, I'm going to just say this again. For as much as we trounce the Bengals, we trounce them so much on this podcast, and for sometimes good reason, they've made a lot of dumb decisions. 
But I honestly cannot say this enough that I feel so terrible for this organization and for the players and for the fans because these guys just can't seem to get away from this injury. Now, A.J. Green's injury, it's a its a severely sprained ankle. It's not something that's going to keep him out the whole season. It won't really keep him out for a whole lot longer than they're saying six to eight weeks. They don't know for an absolute fact what uh, timetable it is, but we're guessing six to eight weeks because that's what the trainers have told them. Uh, so that would make him miss uh, two, maybe three games of the season. Uh, Toby, we're going to start with you on this. I mean, with this A.J. Green history uh, of, of injury, and we've seen just how many other injuries the Bengals have suffered so far this offseason, I mean, what what is what, what else can the Bengals do at this point? I don't know what else we can really say other than I – I wonder just how many games they can actually win if these guys just keep getting injured like this. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we've done our predictions for the Cincinnati Bengals already, and we've said it then, and we talked about the signing of Tyler Boyd last week, and we touched on the uh, injury history of A.J. Green. And, I mean, we might have jinxed it a little bit last week, but uh, just... <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Just a couple of days. <sighs> I, after I hate that. to laugh because it's just like I like AJ Green. I think he's a great receiver. He's yeah, he's one of a the great player. Top ten wide receivers in the league. He just can't stay healthy for the life of him. And this also brings up another thing, Toby. We, uh, I'm sure you've seen how they said the field itself was subpar. The conditions on the field were not very good. Uh, some were questioning why they chose to or why they were put there to practice. I mean, is there is there some kind of like is somebody going to possibly get in trouble for, you know, the field conditions? I mean, is the NFL going to have something to say about it? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody's going to say. I mean, it it's definitely going to be questioned by the, uh, the organization. But, uh, I mean, if the field is in that bad a con uh, condition, somebody in the coaching department has to make a, a executive decision to just say okay we're not going to practice today or go to another facility and practice there um so i i don't really think there's going to be much of an investigation by the nfl there there might be something inside the Bengals organization but i feel like if they are practicing i've they probably uh, had enough time to look at the field and evaluate it and say okay it's good enough to practice and i mean it's it's not like uh, a whole bunch of players got got injured it's it's aj green and he's a wide receiver and he sprained yeah. ankle for a wide receiver it's not that uncommon yeah. so okay yeah it's it's bad for the Bengals. it's bad for aj green obviously um but i i don't think uh, it's uh, it's too big of a deal for for them right now Josh, you got anything to add to that one? Well, I just Googled Bengal Tiger facts, so I thought I'd let you know this one right now. Did you know that the lifespan of a captive Bengal Tiger is 8 to 10 years? Just like the Bengals, tiger, the Bengals players. They're captive in there. Not to mention that some of them are, in fact, head to body, head and body, 5 to 6 feet tall. And some get higher than that. Okay. Weight, uh, the weight of the Bengal Tiger... 240 to 500 pounds the average weight of the offensive lineman to the all the way to the wide receivers okay and the tight end current 
this is their current standing right now. They are endangered. Just like the Cincinnati Bengals are every year when they <laughs> think that they're on top of it. Yeah, that's are you true. kidding me? No. The Bengals are just I can't even, there's not even a word in the dictionary that would come close to describing the Cincinnati Bengals and injuries. Some might yeah, say, true. you know, there's a there's a correlation. Well, you can't have correlation without causation. So what's causing these dang injuries? Like you said, Toby, it could be the field. You know, it could be, or, you know, it just could be that A.J. Green is just bad at taking angles, you know? Maybe he's <laughs> yeah, more of a know. straight line wide receiver. It's just, you had Tyler Eifert, the up-and-coming Gronkowski-style tight end. What happens to him? He gets hit with the injury bug. Andy Dalton, up-and-coming quarterback who in my opinion, is getting lower and lower every year that they say is going to be Andy Dalton's year. Yeah. <laughs> these these right here, they stop him. They're important to the ball. So, ah, <laughs> oh, gosh. Come on, Cincinnati. Haven't you suffered enough through the Marvin Lewis era? <laughs> No, right? Should, <laughs> I knew I was a... wondering when that would get brought up again. <laughs> oh, They're trying oh, to go geez. past it. Stop bringing them nightmares. Stop yeah. it. This is why. <laughs> this is why you're going to go to the bakery in Cleveland because that's where I like what you did there. At. I like what you did there. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Chase, Chase will like that one if he actually watches these. Hi, Chase. Um, yeah, I. It's it sucks because it's like. I want to say that like there's there has to be some reason behind it, right? Like Josh said, how there has to be some kind of causation here, right? What's going on here? Well, I can't blame the scouting department. It's not like they're doing a bad job of drafting. You can't predict somebody's going to have an injury history unless those injuries have been there before. And I don't think AJ Green's ever had an injury history in college. And Jonah Williams has never had that. Uh, Ross hasn't had that. I mean, Andy Dalton certainly didn't have it throughout the first couple years of his career. I mean, these guys all of a sudden just, it just seems to happen so much. And I feel bad because I do do uh, have a couple of Bengals fans in my family and a couple of friends back from uh, where I came from. So they definitely are definitely really sad that you know this continues to happen to them i think that uh josh we talk a lot about our team having the injury bug uh, over the last couple of years the colts have had that problem uh but i think the only team that has it worse than us is the Bengals, and it absolutely sucks. hey derek derek yeah. at the end of the segment pull up the saving private dalton picture mm. yes i will actually show that right now uh or no, I'll, I'll 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 do it after uh once we get into our AFC East, just so I can find time to uh, find it in my gallery. Uh, I'll pull it, it up. It's worth get it. it. Uh, so for the, I'll explain hold on, it. It's just, we're gonna just do some up. improvising here. Hold on, we're just gonna do All some right, improvise. And, and, and for the for the people that listen to this on Spotify, go check out our Twitter. It's gonna be up there after we release the podcast. Oh yeah. So, so you can yeah, see what well. what's going on here. Or a just watch the YouTube video. It's on there as well. Know. Yeah, yeah. Tell him, Josh. So we have a friend named Michael. And uh, he his favorite movie of all time is Saving Private Ryan. He had a, And this guy is dedicated to that movie. It's a great movie. You should go check it out. 
Anyway, we decided to poke some fun at him while he was working an event for uh, SMA. This is our sophomore year, and uh, I see it. And I look over to Derek, and I said, because we're watching Thursday Night Football, and I think it was, what, the Bengals and the Ravens? Yeah, it was the Bengals yeah. and the Ravens, I think, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I get the idea of, let's mess with Michael. And it's a common theme throughout all of college that we kind of, like, do, like, these little passive things. I kind of get him to go, what? And then to make him go, oh, okay. So what we did was we cut out a picture of Adam Pacman Jones, uh, Andy Dalton, Terrell Suggs, which we know he's not a Bengal, but all Steelers fans hate Terrell Suggs for some reason. He's a great yeah. linebacker. And uh, who else was it? Who else was it? Uh, I think it was uh, – there was Pac-Man, there was Perfect, there was Suggs. Yeah, Perfect. It was Perfect. It was Perfect. Gosh, so, where did uh, I – hold on. I have to so, – I gotta, I gotta find. I gotta go into our messages and see it because I yeah. sent it to you guys. I can't find yeah. it in my gallery for some reason, but I will find right, so, it here. So, so here it is. Keep going. Here it here is. It is. Right, we, uh, yeah, for Spotify listeners, we can't, uh, we can't show you. But what we did was, is not only did we change the pictures, right? We didn't just change the pictures. We changed the words of the poster. It's a Steven Spielberg film. Marvin Lewis as the director, okay? <laughs> we changed the name, Saving Private Dalton, and we would have kept going with the uh with the alliteration and stuff. But let me just let me just put this up. You got you obviously got Pac-Man, you got Andy Dalton right there in the middle. Uh there's obviously Burfect, and there is Terrell Suggs, and as you can see at the bottom, the Marvin Lewis and Saving Private Dalton. <laughs> One of the best pranks that uh josh and i have ever pulled on michael he was very very upset okay he's a diehard steelers fan the funny thing is he didn't even notice that at first when he sat down at his desk we had to kind of motion him to it without actually telling him what we actually did and when he actually found out it was hilarious as all hell but <laughs> oh, yeah. we could keep going forever on the things that we've done to prank Michael. And and we might do that for another episode at another time. But anyway, I'm uh, feeling some cosmic brownies we, right now. See, I know. Right. Uh, yeah, that that's pretty much what we did for for that prank. And that's kind of your highlight for the Bengals fans on here on this podcast. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on to other news in the NFL before we get into our AFC East predictions. Uh, and other news, uh, Tyreek Hill, the wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, has injured his leg. Uh, we are unsure of the severity of the injury, but it was reported that he was uh, able to walk off on his own power, even though it was not very easily for him. He was down for a while. So unsure of what that is, uh, we definitely like to say it's bad karma. I uh, certainly hope it is. That's I'll me. say it is. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll say it is. Um, I don't know if you guys did see the video of him explaining how those marks got on his kid. Did you all see oh, that? I saw it. I oh, saw yeah. it. I was listening to it on the radio. I, it was so was fucking cringeworthy, man. It's so cringeworthy. That's so bad. That That is so bad. Either way, we're not going to get into that. We, everybody else has already seen it. Uh, anyway, other news, Le'Veon Bell officially apologized to fantasy owners last year for not being able to play, and he now apologized to anyone that picked him up. He says he's very sorry and looks to make it up for all those this year now that he is playing with his new team, the New York Jets. 
uh, Toby uh, is probably more than happy to tell you. Uh, Toby, please remind our audience where Le'Veon Bell went in our fantasy draft last year. And it, it was ne none of us that picked him, by yeah. the way. But um, remind people who where he was picked. Yeah, um, we had an 18-team league last season with an auction draft. Um, I think the draft capital at the start was $250. Le'Veon Bell was the fourth player or third player to get picked for the I auction. I think he was first. He was first. Or the first, first. player, first sorry. Um, his value for not playing the entire season was $125, so half the draft capital gone for a player not playing the entire season. So, an apology <laughs> for that is maybe not quite um, the response that certain owners were hoping for, but I mean, if he's going to make up for them this year... Good luck. They probably won't get Le'Veon Bell this year. <laughs> the funny thing was, is all three of us were Skyping each other when we were doing this, and we were all talking to each other while we were uh, doing the fantasy draft. And when he got picked, we saw the number get above $100, and we're all sitting back. We're just like, guys, he's not even playing this year. We don't think he's going to play this year. Why are you picking him? And he got picked. It was the funniest thing we said is, like, a hundred something dollars for a guy you don't even know if he's gonna play and sure enough he he didn't play yeah it was so, the talk hey, of the league remember, for the entire season yeah yeah right yeah do you know do you remember my team in our first fantasy thing we did yeah tom brady Le'Veon bell obel eldell beckham jr uh rob gronkowski you wanna uh you wanna remind everyone won the league that year uh, no, I'm not um, going to. Who was that? Who is the name? Uh, I can't quite tell. Uh, last time I checked, you almost lost. Last time I checked, I was won by two points, boy. Let's go. I won for anyone that knows. Okay, now you do know. What, what was okay, that? I, I, I had rub it in anytime I get the chance to. Wasn't because, it? Wasn't you know, it like? Wasn't it like 108, 106, or something like that? It was something. No, it was because we had two weeks into it. Remember, we had two weeks oh, into yeah. it, so it was like two hundred and like fifty-eight to like two hundred and fifty-six. It was so freaking yeah. close. I I got out after a movie. Uh, right as the movie ended, I, the fantasy thing ended. And I, w I was up by two points. I was so happy. <laughs> yeah. I think I won 50 Dude, points. I was like, I looked, yeah, I liked it. because I looked at my phone when that happened, and I remember going, ah, you know. Yeah, right. Share <laughs> on this one. All right, and, so and uh, this last one for Toby. Tell you uh, what, we'll do fantasy story segments some other time. Yeah, we'll definitely yeah. do some fantasy ones. We'll keep you guys updated on stuff like that throughout the season for sure. Um last piece of news before we get into the AFC East standings the Saints have cut their wide receiver Cameron Meredith uh, another surprise uh, cut for sure uh, I didn't read fully into why they did it on the ESPN article but I just noticed that it happened right before we started this podcast uh, Toby why don't you give us your quick reaction to this yeah, I'm I'm not too surprised about it because uh, he is basically uh, from the injury history the same as AJ Green and he came to the Saints last year. Yeah, last year, and yeah. um, I I I think he played two or three games or 
I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure if he made it past preseason without an injury. So he didn't really contribute to the team that much, and he was still injured from last year. Not really sure if he can uh, get through preseason and be ready for regular season. So I believe they had a medical checkup. I haven't read uh, uh, too much about it yet because, like Derek said, it was just right before we started recording this. But uh, I believe they were unsure if he was available for this season, and I believe his contract uh, was ending after the season. He had a two-year contract with the Saints. So uh, they have a couple of... uh, really good guys uh on their roster right now at wide receiver and some surprising guys uh who went undrafted this year um who might surprise some people this year and be on the roster uh on the final roster sorry um so i'm not too surprised that cameron meredith uh got cut from the team okay all right yeah that's your saint segment there any saint fans that want to know what toby thinks all right, so now we're going to move on to our AFC East predictions. And the first team that we're going to be discussing is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Toby, why don't you go ahead and start with the Buffalo Bills? All right, Buffalo Bills 2019 predictions. They are starting at the New York Jets in week one. Um, and the first loss for the Buffalo Bills there. Next week, they stay in New York against the Giants. Uh, they win that game against the Giants 1-1. One and one. Against the Cincinnati Bengals, they go 2-1. and one. They will lose against the New England Patriots. They go 2-2. Two and two. And they lose in Week 5 before the bye week to the Tennessee Titans and go 2-3 and three into the bye week. Coming out of the bye against Miami, they win that game going 3-3. Three and three. They lose their next three games against Philadelphia, Washington, and Cleveland, which uh, makes them go 3-6. and six. They win their game against Miami, going four and six they win their next five uh sorry lose their next five games against denver dallas baltimore pittsburgh and new england and win the last game against new york jets with a total record of five and eleven the buffalo bills will end this season in my predictions all right josh go ahead with yours all right i got them uh let's see they're gonna lose the first one to the jets because i just I don't know why. You're going to see my Jets thing. that I kind of like what they're doing, but uh, right. we'll get to that later. And they will beat the uh, Giants. I got them beating the Giants going one and one And then I have them, uh see here. They're going to beat the uh, Bengals. They're going to go to two and one. They're going to lose to the Patriots going to uh, two and two. Oops, excuse me for a second. All right, they're going to uh, beat the uh, Titans. They're going to go to 3-2. and two. Okay. Uh, they will beat the Dolphins. They're going to go to 4-2. and two. Uh, They'll lose to the Eagles going to 4-3. and three. They're going to uh, lose to the uh, Redskins going to 4-4. Four and four. They'll lose to the Brown to 4-5. and five. Uh see here they're gonna uh lose the uh dolphins this time around going to four and six okay uh they're gonna beat the broncos they're gonna go to five and six they're going to uh, lose to the cowboys that might be changing though depending on the zeke situation but for right now five and seven uh see do 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 all right they're going to uh lose to the uh ravens they're gonna go to five and eight 
They're going to uh, lose to the uh, Steelers. They're going to go to five and nine. They're going to uh, beat the Patriots this time. They're going to go six and nine, and they will uh, be swept by the Jets, going to six and ten. All right. There's that. Uh, I I agree the same way you guys. Uh, they're going to lose to the Jets week one. I actually have them winning their next three, beating the Giants, the Bengals, and the Patriots, and going to three and one. Uh, one thing about the Patriots is they start off very slow, especially the month of September. They usually, they're usually a lot more conservative, uh, but it's towards the end of the year when they finally figure their stuff out and start to play very well. Uh, and then they'll lose to the Titans. They'll be three and two going into their bye. They will beat the Dolphins, making them four and two. Lose to the Eagles, going to four and three. Beat the Redskins, going to five and three. And then they will lose seven of their last eight, which with their only win coming in week 17 against the Jets. And that will put them at a record of six and 10. Same thing as Josh. All right. So next we got the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Josh, go ahead with your Miami Dolphins predictions. All right. Rose I mean, in. I've been Rose. very interested to see what this is. I, right. I wonder how conservative you guys will be with this. I'm wondering. All right. Let's get started then. All right. Like I said, they will lose. Uh, they Yeah, they will lose to the uh, Ravens. Let's start at 0-1. Because Josh Rosen is still deciding on... Or I guess it's all because of Josh I will Rosen say this in. just to, for disclaimer right now Fitzpatrick is the leading quarterback right now yeah it was said today by their coach that Fitzpatrick right now is the number one guy all right they're gonna go 0-3 start out uh they're gonna lose to the Chargers they're gonna go 0-4 they're gonna pick it up against the Redskins they're gonna go 1-4 they will uh, lose to the Bills they're gonna go to 1-5 they're going to lose to the Steelers. They're going to go to one and six. They're going to lose to the Jets. They're going to go to one and seven. Let's see. They're going to lose to the Colts. One and eight. Of course. Yep. They're going to uh, lose to the Bills again. One and nine. I believe. No. I actually changed. Scratch that. They're going to win. Might be. Might be they're two and eight. Okay. They're gonna lose to the Browns. They're gonna go to two and nine. They're gonna lose to the Eagles. They're gonna go to two and ten. They're gonna beat the Jets. They're gonna go three and ten. They're gonna beat the Giants. They're gonna go to four and ten. Uh, They'll beat the Bengals. Going to four and eleven. And they will beat the Patriots going to 5 and 11. Wow. A, a late upset. An upset in the last week. That is surprising to me. Uh, Toby, why don't you go ahead? All right. Yeah, for me, the Dolphins start out with four losses before their bye week. So they go 0 4 into their bye week. Uh, they come out with a. St- Three straight losses to Washington, Buffalo, and Pittsburgh after their bye week. Their first win comes in week nine against the New York Jets, so they go one and seven there. 
They will lose their next game to Indy. They will lose to the Buffalo Bills. They will lose to Cleveland. They will lose to Philadelphia. They will lose to the New York Jets. Uh, they will lose to the Giants. I have them losing to the Cincinnati Bengals. And they will also lose their last game to the New England Patriots since they don't have Gronkowski blowing a tackle anymore. Uh, right. So they will end their season at a record of one in fifteen. I was I was waiting for somebody to possibly bring that up. I was afraid I was going to have to, but buddy, Toby brought it up. Okay, thank you. Um, I actually have them winning against the Patriots in Week Two. Like I said before, the Patriots just seem to have issues early in the first four games, and I think with Edelman not being there. And a couple of players being injured and a couple of guys being gone, I think they're going to struggle a little bit early. I think they're going to have a little bit of difficulty there. But they'll uh, they'll start one and three going into their bye. They'll lose their next three, making them one and six. They'll beat the Jets, putting them at two and six. They'll lose to the Colts, putting them at two and seven. Beat the Bills, going three and seven, and then they will lose uh, five of their last six putting them at a record of four and 12 for me. So there we go. I, I was surprised by Josh's. That's when I have <laughs> to explain that a little bit later. Um, all right. Now we move on to the New York jets and I will start this one off and I have them actually a little bit higher than I actually projected them to be. I didn't know quite what they were looking for but I, I think they got a relatively decent schedule if they can pick out a couple of these games uh so buffalo bills they'll win the first game they'll go one and oh they'll lose to the browns going one and one they will win against the patriots and again i said before i think the patriots are going to str really struggle early but the p follow me out when i tell you that the patriots are going to get revenge believe me i just think the first couple weeks in September, they're going to struggle. Uh, so they'll be two and one going into their bye week, a really early bye week for them. And then they will beat the Eagles and the Cowboys ahead of time. So they will go to four and one going into week six. They will lose to the Patriots in week seven, making them four and two. They will lose to the Jaguars going four and three. They will lose to the Dolphins, like I mentioned earlier. They will uh, go four and four into week nine. Then they will win against the Giants, the Redskins, and the Raiders, putting them at 7-4. and four. They will lose to the Bengals. That's the surprise one that I have there, that they will go 7-5. and five. They will beat the Dolphins going 8-5, and five, and then will lose their last three against the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Bills, putting them at a record of 8-8, eight and eight, which is respectable. They can definitely possibly make a wild card spot, potentially, with that, with that kind of record. And there's a couple games there that could change as we obviously know. Uh, Toby, go ahead and go with your Jets picks. All right, yeah, I have them struggling a bit more uh, at the start of the season than you do, Derek, uh, because they have a lot of new pieces on that roster, and I believe they have to form a little bit of uh, chemistry at the start of the season on the field in uh, real game situations, which you can't really prepare for in training camp and preseason. But yeah, I have them starting out actually with a win against the Buffalo Bills, um, but then they lose to Cleveland and New England to go into the bye week with a record of one and two. Um, they will lose their next three games out of the bye week for me against Philadelphia, Dallas, and New England again. 
Um, then they pick up their second win of the season against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They will lose against the Miami Dolphins. Then they go on a little bit of a win streak against the Giants, Washington, Oakland, Cincinnati, Miami, and Baltimore. And then they lose the last two games against Pittsburgh and at Buffalo. And they end their season as well at a record of 8-8. Eight and eight. All right, all right. I thought he would be yours would be a little higher, but I guess I'm surprised. Josh, go ahead with your Jets picks. All right. I don't know what it is about the Jets, but I just like to I just like what the way they are looking right now, you know? So they're gonna start out uh one and oh and they're gonna go to one and one. They're gonna beat the Patriots. I got them like you, Derek. You're gonna beat the Patriots in the first go around. Then they're gonna actually beat the uh Eagles. I just got that feeling. Okay. Cowboys. Uh, I got them losing, so they're gonna go three and two against the Cowboys. Patriots will get their revenge. Is going to go to three and three. Uh, they're going to beat the Jags. They're going to go to four and three. They're going to beat the Dolphins. They're going to go to five and three. They're going to beat the Giants. They're going to six and three. Mm-hmm. They're going to beat the Redskins. They're going to go to seven and three. They're going to beat the Raiders because everybody's going to beat the Raiders this year. Going to eight and three, going to beat the Bengals. Going to go to nine and three. They're going to beat the Jets. Going to go to ten and three. You mean they're going to lose? What? You mean the Ravens? Because that's what we're doing. Is the Jets? Oh yeah, but yeah, you know what I mean. The Ravens will beat the Jets. They're going to. uh... Yep, they're going to go to nine and four. My bad. Might be. You mean ten and four? Ten and four is where you would be. Ten and right four. Now. I was right. I was right. There you go. You were right. You were right. Then you, you, just got then you said it. something and it threw me off. And I, <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Jeez. All right. Ten all and right. four going into week ten sixteen with the Steelers. They'll lose to the Steelers, going to go to ten and five, and they will beat the Bills, going to eleven and five. Wow. So right. Josh with a very high praise for the Jets. Wow. So. So you think they're a playoff contender? Like right now, they're one of the best teams in the in the AFC at the moment. I got that feeling. It's just you look at the defense, you know, and you got a pretty good off offense. You just need to work on the offensive line, and right. I think you got it. You just need one All more right. weapon at wide receiver. All interesting, right. interesting. And Jets will definitely be one of the biggest talks of the season. So yeah, we'll definitely. see how that works out. And lastly, the New England Patriots, the team that we always seem to think will be good no matter what happens to them, at least until Belichick and Brady leave. They're certainly not stopping anytime soon. I'll start with this one. Uh, Like I said before, uh, they're going to start one and three. Okay, I know that sounds crazy. I know it does. But hear me out. They don't have Edelman for the first four games. They don't have Gronkowski anymore. They're going to have a lot of new faces. I know they're going to be able to run the ball pretty well, but they're they're facing a lot of divisional opponents. The divisional opponents, for some reason or another, seem to give the Patriots trouble at times. And I think early in the season, the talent that these teams have do have the ability to pull some upsets. So they will start out the season one and three, but they will win nine out of their last or wait a minute no it's 10 they will win 10 out of their last uh yeah 12 games so that will put them at a record of 11 
Yeah, make sure I got that right. Yep, they're going to go with a record of 11-5 and five at the end of this season. I have them winning all their games at the end of, from Week 5 except for the Eagles game in Week 11 and the Chiefs game in Week 14. So I have them going 11-5. and five. Uh, Josh, why don't you go ahead and go with your Patriots team? All right, as I like to allude, and I'm pretty sure... Connor, if you're hearing this one, I like to make the Patriots sum up like a like a son, you know? They're finally about ready to use up the last of their energy, you know? They're going to go Red Giant. And if you know what happens after Red Giants, Supernova, and all that other good stuff. So they're in that final phase, kind of like the end game. So they're going to go 2-2 two and two to start out the season. Losing to the uh, Steelers, winning against the Dolphins, losing to the Jets... And then beating the Dolphins. I mean, sorry, excuse me, the Bills. The Bills. Going to, uh, yep. Hold on, I just, ah, no, I overthought it. Uh, yeah, there we go, two and two. My bad. I'm just writing it down as I go so I don't forget. Anyway, they will beat the Redskins. They're going to go to three and two. They will beat the Giants. They're going to go to four and two. They will uh, beat the Jets this time around, as I stated before. They're going to go five and two. Uh, I still got them beating the or uh, beating the Browns. They're going to go to six and two. Uh, they're going to beat the Ravens. They're going to go seven and two. Uh, they will beat the Eagles because you know holding a grudge is a thing. <laughs> they will uh, beat the Cowboys, going to nine and two. They're going to beat the Texans going to 10-2. and two. Uh, they'll, I'm with you, Derek. They're going to lose this one to the Chiefs that are pretty mad about last time. Yep. 11-3 after they beat the Bengals. 12-3. And, and uh, they're going to end the season at 12-4. and four. All right. All right. Relatively good record there, I see. Toby, you're the last. Best yeah. for last. Go ahead. Yeah, last regular season prediction here on the podcast. But before I start my prediction, I actually have to correct Derek there because Edelman will not miss the first four games of the season. He's dealing with a uh, thumb injury, but uh, he is expected to uh, be ready for the uh, regular season opener against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, is it really? I I swear they said that he was going to miss some time about a week ago. Uh, apparently, they are optimistic about it, uh, him playing against sure. the Steelers, but we'll see about that in a couple of weeks. Um, right. But yeah, for my predictions for the New England Patriots, I have them starting out winning all their games up to the bye week, putting them at 9-0 and coming to the bye week. Um, they will win their next game against Philadelphia going 10-0, and then they lose their first game to the Dallas Cowboys. They lose the game to the Houston Texans. They lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. And then they win their last three games against the Cincinnati Bengals, Buffalo Bills, and the Miami Dolphins, putting them at the same record as Josh at 13-3. and All right. Interesting, interesting. Josh, did you have them at 12-4 and four or 13-3? and 12-4. and four. He said 13 okay. and three. So, uh, okay, yeah, 12 and four. I could have sworn that's what it was. Okay, so 
basically, uh, we all are in agreement here that the Miami Dolphins are the come-from-behind losers here. Uh, obviously, we see that as a big example there. We all are in agreement here that the New England Patriots are going to be atop the division yet again, as they have been for the last 15 years. And and the biggest, I think the biggest surprise we all have, Josh, with the New York Jets being 11-5. and five. And that's the biggest one we got so far. I mean, I, I, I think that puts them at... Super or a uh, playoff contention there. I think that probably yeah, puts that them at a fifth put or them sixth in a playoff right spot. There. Yeah, that is very interesting. All right. Um, yeah, that's all for those. Uh, again, if anybody wants to go back and look at some of the uh, predictions that we have for all these teams uh, for every division, be sure to go back and watch our old videos. They're all labeled as which ones are which. And again, guys, this is uh. This is way too early predictions. Things will happen in training camp. Some things, thank you, Josh. Uh, some things have already happened in training camp and in mini camp and all these things. Uh, some of these injuries or trades or uh, free agency, all that stuff is still going to be uh, talked about and it's going to be about progression. Obviously, these are not what we think we will happen at the end of the season when we get in the middle of it because certainly things change. And like we all know, NFL and football in general has its ups and downs and it has its upsets. So there will certainly be some things we're going to be looking at. But that is all we have for this podcast. Thank you guys so much for watching. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at T3DS underscore NFL. Be sure to listen on Spotify and on YouTube. Subscribe to us, please. And as always, guys, peace. See ya. Later.